Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, this is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word. I am recording this podcast from West Africa, where I am spending a few weeks with my team. I'm excited to be here, but also excited that I can go ahead and record this podcast for you. Over the last few podcasts, I've looked at some key biblical terms that can be difficult for translators. And, in fact, the ones that I've looked at so far, glory and grace, are ones that we've had a hard time translating on this team that I'm working with. For glory, the difficulty was that glory can refer to both an abstract character quality and a physical manifestation of that quality. So in that podcast, we kind of came to the definition that glory is a description of the significance, holiness, beauty, and perfection of a person. And that can be both abstract and a physical character quality. So in translation, sometimes we have to do one and sometimes we have to do the other. For grace, we had the problem that there's one particular French version that uses the word love to translate grace. And that caused some confusion for our local translators. But in that podcast, we came to the definition that grace is treating someone with kindness better than they deserve. And so love is part of that, but it's really not the full picture of grace. So the next word I wanted to look at is righteousness, and actually the relationship between righteousness and justice. And again, this came from our translation, where we look at both English and French translations, and in English there are two words here, righteousness and justice. But in French translations that our local translators are looking at, they only have one word, justice. So as I looked at their translation, was trying to figure out why they're only using one word and if that one word covers both concepts and how to deal with that. So I wanted to go back and look at both righteousness and justice and what the difference is between the two of them and how that works for translation. So, of course, rather than just looking at English or French, we have to go back to the original languages. What do we find in Hebrew and Greek? So we'll start with Hebrew, and like English, Hebrew has two different words for righteousness and justice. Of course, there's multiple forms of each of them, like a noun, a verb, an adjective, but I'm kind of going to just lump them all together. And of course, there are other words that touch on the same meanings as righteousness and justice in some ways, but I'm really just going to address these two primary words, and those two words are tzedek and mishpat. So, tzedek is the word that's most often translated righteousness, and it's a really interesting word because it has a huge range of meaning, and that meaning has changed over time. So, the most basic meaning is behavior that conforms to some kind of rule or norm. So, over time, this has come to refer more specifically to a moral standard. So righteousness was not just conforming to a standard, but conforming to a morally good standard. 
And as that change happened, it not only changed to include a moral standard, but also developed into a word with a very relational connotation. So it's conforming to a morally right standard, and especially in a way that promotes right relationship between two people or between people and God. One thing that's really interesting about Sedeq is that when it's applied to that relationship between people and God, it also has a connotation of salvation. So God does what is right for his people by saving them. Of course, doing what's right does also mean punishment sometimes. And we can see that in the Old Testament when the people of Israel rebel against God, they break covenant with him. And so he does let them be punished. They're, they're taken over by foreign nations. But when they cry to God for mercy, in his righteousness, he always saves them. So an example of this is in Isaiah 51.5, which says, My righteousness draws near, my salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands hope for me, and for my arms they wait. So you can see in this verse, it talks about God's righteousness and his salvation. Those two concepts are there together. And then also it talks about him judging the people. And that's kind of the idea of justice. So let's look for a moment at the relationship between righteousness and justice. And you might have noticed that so far our definition is very broad. It's behaving according to a moral standard, particularly in relationships. And that is certainly true. That's a very broad definition. So in linguistics, we talk about the semantic range of a word, meaning what is the range of meaning or all the concepts that are expressed in a single word. I feel like you can think of it almost like a Venn diagram. You draw that circle, you write all of the concepts that that word describes within that circle. Other words might overlap it. Other words have similar meanings, but maybe a little bit different connotation. So, so all these words together are a little bit like a Venn diagram. So we have Sedeq. It has a very broad semantic range that covers a wide range of virtues that we talk about when we talk about essentially doing what is right. So these virtues include things like kindness, mercy, compassion, integrity, all those kinds of things. And you probably guessed where I'm going with this. And that is that another one of these meanings that's included under righteousness is justice. So in this case, it's doing what's right in regards to the law. And because Sedeq is particularly relational, it also means doing what's right in regards to other people, making sure that the righteous are uplifted, that they get justice, that the unrighteous are punished, that they get justice in a more negative sense. So now let's look at mishpat, which is the Old Testament word for justice, and how these two words relate. Well, mishpat has a much smaller semantic range than tzedek. It's much more related to a legal process, government, administering justice, and that's not to say that it doesn't have a relational meaning or a behavioral meaning, but it's much less so than tzedek. The goal of justice was to bring back shalom, a state of peace and wholeness. And actually, I like the definition of justice in the Lexham Bible Dictionary, which says, 
divinely righteous action, whether taken by humanity or God, that promotes equality among humanity, used in relation to uplifting the righteous and oppressed and debasing the unrighteous and oppressors. So you can see there, it's talking about equality. It's talking about giving people their just desserts, uplifting the righteous, debasing the unrighteous. And so I should say that this is the Lexham Bible Dictionary's definition for justice in general, and not mishpat specifically, but I still think it gets at that meaning of mishpat. It's action-oriented. It's about equality. It's about due process. So... Now, let's look at the Bible for a second, and let's look at translation to see how these words are translated. So, because Sedek has such a large semantic range, you may see it translated with the words righteousness or justice, and in fact, I've also seen it translated with the words fair, accurate, and even vindication. But since Mishpat has a much smaller semantic range, you really only see it translated with the word just or justice. So Exodus 23.6 is a clear example of Mishpat translated as justice. It says, you shall not pervert the justice due to your poor in his lawsuit. So very clear there. Justice, we're talking about the poor, talking about lawsuits. So that's a really clear definition of Mishpat. Then let's look at Psalm 89.14. This one says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So here we see tzedek for righteousness and mishpat for justice. So we've got both of these words in the verse. And this whole verse, and in fact this whole chapter, is describing God, praising him for his many wonderful attributes, and it's giving these two as different attributes. So you can see that they're not exactly the same thing. So they're talking about God, on the one hand, as morally good, that's righteousness. So the way that God acts completely conforms to a moral and ethical standard. And of course, he is that standard, but he never deviates from that in the way that he acts, and especially in the way he acts toward his people. And that's the relational side of righteousness. And on the other hand, it's talking about how God is good in the way that he administers justice. So he is always perfectly just. And of course, that's part of that morally good standard. But it also means that God is good in this legal justice sense. But then in Deuteronomy 16.20, we have an interesting case where we, we see Tzedek translated as justice. This one says, Justice and only justice you shall follow, that you may live and inherit the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So the word justice here is actually the word tzedek. And actually this whole chapter is a reiteration of some of the laws of Israel. And so this section really is talking about mishpat type justice within the justice system. So let's look at verses 18 and 19 to give you a little context. They say, you shall appoint judges and officers in all your towns that the Lord your God is giving you according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. You shall not pervert justice, you shall not show partiality, and you shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and subverts the cause of the righteous. And now we have verse 20. 
justice and only justice you shall follow, that you may live and inherit the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So you can see in these verses that the point is legal justice. And so that's why the translators have chosen to translate Sedek as justice, because it's really focusing on that one part of doing what's right, doing what's right according to the law, according to justice. And actually, I find it interesting, too, that if you look at the end of verse 18, it says they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. And that's actually the two words together. That's tzedek and mishpat, or forms of those two words that are together. But then in the beginning of verse 19, it says you shall not pervert justice. And that actually is the word mishpat. So you can see both of these words functioning together in this verse, and you can see how they are working hand in hand, but also are not exactly the same thing. Mishpat having more to do with the legal system and Sedek being more broad, referring to right living, living in a number of contexts and particularly relationally. Okay, so that is a look at the Hebrew words, but what about Greek? When we look at the New Testament, there is one word, there's only one word that translates both of these concepts, and that's the word dikaios for a noun, or dikaio for a verb. The Lexham Theological Wordbook gives a definition of both of these. It defines the noun as the quality of conforming to a standard or norm, normally carrying an ethical overtone. And for the verb, it says the act of judging favorably or proving right. So you can actually see that dikaio and all of its various forms are really close to the meaning of tzedek in Hebrew. They're very broad, and it has that idea of behavior that conforms to a standard. It has the idea of morality. It has that ethical overtone. It also has the idea of judgment, judging favorably or proving right. So it kind of contains all of those things, just as Tzedek does. And just like Tzedek, it also has that salvation connotation, especially in the letters, the New Testament letters that are written to the churches by Paul and by others. You can see that in verses like Galatians 2.21, which says, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Okay, so you're not seeing the whole context here, so it might be a little hard to catch it. But here, righteousness is linked to Christ's saving death. That's what makes us righteous rather than the law. You can see how, how righteousness and salvation are so closely linked in the thoughts of these early Christian writers. And actually, if you want to do an even broader look at that, look at Romans 4. It's a very detailed explanation of this link between salvation and righteousness. But when we return to looking at the link between righteousness and justice, I should point out that every time you see the word righteous or just or any form of either of those in the New Testament, both are translation of dikaios or the dikaios family of words. So, for example, Romans 2.13 says, For it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. So here, both of these are forms of the word dikaios. So, Translators have chosen to use righteous for the first. It's not the hearers of the law who are righteous. 
But then for the second, they have chosen justified. It's the doers of the law who will be justified. So I think that's because at the beginning there, they wanted to really focus on conforming to the standard of God's law, conforming to his standards. And then the second, they're looking almost more at the legal connotation of what God has done for us. He has made us right. He has justified us kind of in that legal sense of that final courtroom, you know, when we go to heaven, God has justified us. Now, interestingly, I was looking at a commentary and it said that in English, righteousness and justice are cognates. And I was a little surprised by this because in my mind, they aren't. And cognates can mean two things. It can mean either they are interchangeable because they have the same meaning or that they're derived from the same word or have the same etymology. And actually, I don't think that they are either. <laughs> in my mind, they don't mean the same thing and they don't come from the same historical root either. And so I turn to Facebook to confirm my thinking. And some of you may have seen my Facebook post. And actually, I did feel like people in general on that post shared my feeling that they aren't the same. And my thinking was righteousness had to do with more like an internal characteristic, internally doing what's right, where justice was more outward, doing what's right for other people. Uh, someone else commented to say that righteousness applies to people while justice applies to the legal system. Another comment said that justice has more to do with equality and fairness, while righteousness has more to do with morality. A third person said justice is about laws and judging, while righteousness has more to do with how we live and act. So I think it's really interesting because I think most of these definitions that people give, first of all, kind of confirm that there's two different meanings in English, but secondly, kind of are actually pretty close to uh, the Hebrew meanings of mishpat and tzedek. Uh, we see justice as more having to do with the legal system, and we see righteousness more about like conforming to a certain standard, how we live and act and behave. So that's a little bit about English and how we use these words. And actually, that's really nice because in the Old Testament, we can, we can use righteousness for tzedek and we can use justice for mishpat and get some of those same connotations. In the New Testament, it's a little more challenging and you saw that sometimes an author will switch between righteousness and justice to get at sort of the underlying meaning. What is the author going for? and choosing one of the one or the other of those words depending on what the author is is trying to convey. So another issue then is French. And in French there's only one word and that's the word juste or justice which I mentioned earlier. So I have to admit that whenever I hear this French word translating righteousness, it makes me cringe a little bit and because I feel like there's so much missing. There's this broadness that's missing that is in the English word righteousness that's not in the English word justice. So I think my cringe comes from my native speaker bias, and I don't have a deep enough understanding yet of French to really know how French people see this word. Does it cover the whole semantic range of tzedek or dikaios? And unfortunately, I don't have an answer for that question for you here in this podcast, and I, I wish I did. I think that would be interesting to talk to some French people and see what they think of that, but... 
the other thing is there's not really another option in French since that is the only word. So basically what translators have to do is use that word and possibly expand it if needed in context. If, if you need a broader definition and maybe that is more of a legal connotation, you might want to add a little bit to it or try to fill it out as a phrase rather than just using a word. So I've kind of touched already a little bit on what you do for translation, and I think what this really shows is that it's so important to go back to the original text and then to consider semantic ranges of the words in the original language, in the language of wider communication in the area, and then also in the target language. You can't just look at the English text or the French text blindly and follow the choices that they've made. You have to go back to the original Hebrew and Greek texts. See what word is underlying. Think about the meaning of that word. What is it trying to convey in this context? And then making sure that we're matching the words we're choosing in our new language to that semantic range. So like in Romans 2.13, they used two different words to translate one underlying word because they were looking at the scope of that word in context and deciding which English word conveyed the right meaning. But at the same time, you wouldn't want to take mishpat and translate it as righteousness because righteousness is too broad in English. It's, it's bigger than what that word means in Hebrew. So you really have to use justice there. So the language that I work with here in Africa, there is only one word, and it's the word Cologne. And we also have the little struggle that our local translators don't know Greek and Hebrew. So they do have to just follow the French text, which just uses the word justice. And that might seem easy, right? Okay, just go with every time you see justice, just go with Cologne. But we do still want to make sure that we're really looking at the exegesis of the text, that we're really looking at the original underlying words, looking at what they mean in context, and then talking through it and saying, do we need to add anything to this word, colomp, to make sure that we are hitting the right semantic range, make sure that we are really, truly getting the full meaning in the places where it's used. So that's just a look at what the translation process looks like and more broadly a look at righteousness and justice at Sedek, Mishpat, Dikaios, and Justice, Kolomb, all of these words reflecting these two very big and very rich and complex concepts. So I hope that you can see some of the complexity behind our translation choices and the process that goes into choosing these words and how much study has been done to make sure that our translations, our English translations, our French translations, and the translations that we are working on for other language groups accurately reflect the original meaning of the text. So I did also want to quick mention that there's a third word that is also could be included, could make this triad between righteousness and justice, and that is the word fair or equitable. So there's, an, uh, there's also a word meaning sort of like equality. So I just want to shout out to Mark, who pointed this out on the Facebook post, and to Brenda, who gave a list of verses with all three of these words. Uh, one of them is Psalm 99.4, which says, the king in his might loves justice, that's mishpat. You have established equity, that's the word mishar, and you have executed justice, 
again, Mishpat, and righteousness, Sedek, in Jacob. So, the king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Okay, so because this podcast is a little long, I'm not going to get into this third word, mishar, which means equity. But that might be something you want to keep your eyes open for as you read. Maybe you do a little research on your own. I like to look at biblehub.org because you can see some of the original Hebrew and Greek and do some research that way. But just another interesting concept to think about fairness and how that plays into righteousness and justice. So just to summarize what we talked about, in the Old Testament, there are the words tzedek and mishpat. Tzedek means behavior that conforms to a standard. It has a moral connotation, a relational connotation, and a salvation connotation. And it can also refer to legal justice. Mishpat refers specifically to governing and administering justice in order to promote the well-being and equality of humans. Then in the New Testament, we have dikaios, which is like tzedek. It means conforming to a standard. It has an ethical sense. It has these relational and salvation senses. And it also covers the legal meaning of duty and justice as well. So in translation, we need to look at these original words, decide the semantic range of the word in the target language, and try to figure out what word to use to translate whether we need to divide Sedek or Dikaios into a smaller semantic chunk using justice instead. Uh, but if you're going to do that, you have to do it with a lot of study, a lot of reflection, and a lot of prayer. We always need the Holy Spirit to guide us as we look at different translation choices. And we pray always that God gives us the wisdom to translate his word as accurately as we can. So that's a look at righteousness and justice. And I hope you will join us again next time as we study another word on building a bridge to God's word.